Real Estate Radio. I am back. Was I here last week? I'm just trying only to remember. in spirit. All right, only in spirit. Only in spirit. I am back. This is Byron Lazine. We bring Real Estate Radio live every Saturday, 11 to noon. Uh, Byron Lazine, again, one in company, William Ravis Real Estate, along with Pat Kenny, who's here. You, you... Had a great show last week. I did not yeah. listen to it yet. So, oh, dude, it's it's a blast. We talked about everything not real estate. Great entire, on real. This is how we show. do it. But you know what I did do? I did bring enough salad to share with everybody. Unlike you today. So I, I did iron. bring a big, fantastic bowl of salad with some tuna on top. That's from Valentino's. Our boys. My boy Carlos hooked me up. This salad is huge. I'm gonna be chopping it on all show, and I'm gonna have the opportunity to do that because we've got a special guest this week, Jason Sims. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's been. I was on. I think like maybe, you know, in October. It seems like just yesterday. It was so much fun. So yeah, glad we to had be a, back here. We had a great show, and it. I mean, Jason's actually lined up a few interesting things for today's show. We've got a lot of content to pack into this hour. Um, so I want to get right into it because you've, you've really cool. good, done a good job of preparing for the show and lining up some, some good stuff. So I can really sit back and enjoy this Valentino salad. <laughs> um, but for, before we jump into like what we're going to be talking about, remind everybody who you are, what you do. Yeah, so I have a public relations firm called Sims PR based in Deep River, and uh, we represent clients um, in Connecticut and beyond, uh, helping them uh, connect with the press to uh, to share the fascinating stories that they have, uh, whether that's local press, national, or even international. And the majority of your clients are like Companies. types of yeah. We yeah. work ma- mainly with B two B S. So we have uh, we've, a lot of our clients have been on this show. Uh, you know, we've had Kelser Corporation on talking about cybersecurity. Uh, we've had Mental Health Connecticut. We do nonprofits too, so they were on. Um, you know, talking about mental health first aid. Um, we had we the have, Mike and Mike show from Halloran and Sage. Yes, we had we had two attorneys from Halloran and That's Sage. True. That was a good time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Bruce from uh, CTC, I think you. Yeah, Connecticut Technology we, Council. Another. Yeah. So, it's always uh, a good sign when you make it through an hour with a couple of attorneys. You know that can be difficult at times. It, well, it was difficult for them. I think you guys were. were yeah. You guys were into into teasing those two guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, I think that was more me. You know, when you get when you get a oppor- an opportunity to take a shot in an attorney, you take it every <laughs> single time. You don't you don't, don't ever hesitate. Totally. Chris, what are you flashing over here? What are you what are you what are you doing? Chris, that's a really good drawing. <laughs> Chris, now he's waving me off. Don't 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 talk about me on the radio. Chris is our board guy, by the way. He's the guy behind the scenes doing everything. So it's a picture uh, of all three of us in the studio. I, I don't know which one of us is supposed to. Every be time here, something malfunctions, just blame it on Chris. You can do the same thing during the Lee Elsie show during the week, right? Are you doing the Lee Elsie board? That's too bad. Well, don't do it during the Lee Elsie show. Just blame Lee. All right, what are we going <laughs> to get into today, Jason? What do we got cooking, brother? Well, uh. You know, Pat and I talked about what we could do today, and you know, after the the shooting at the Capital Gazette newspaper in Annapolis, um, I was kind of surprised by the lack of outrage. Um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, it, the press is kind of a popular punching bag these days. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, whatever you think of the twenty four hour news cycle, I think that your your local reporters are are largely misunderstood. And there was a tweet actually by a uh, Hartford current intern uh, named Nissa Cruz, who's going to call in later in the show, uh, that, that kind of put that in perspective for me. So we're just describing what she does in her day and what the people she work with 
do. Yeah, so you're and, supposed to, on um, the radio here, you're supposed to tease those types of things, people yeah. calling in? Yeah, she'll, she'll be here. She'll well, be here. To, you didn't yeah. tease it. You gave it away. No, no, no. She'll, she'll call in. There's in. so no, much more. She's going she's gonna to call <laughs> so in. Wait, but wait, but wait. But wait. <laughs> we're going full Billy Mays. There's more. Yeah, there's more. She's gonna, we're we're going to have her in person on the phone. Bright, bright young journalist uh, reading the full tweet. It's, it's very well written. Uh, How many retweets was it? Uh, it was like 6,000. So it went that kind beats of viral my Gary V retweet um, that I had. And yeah, so uh, like, I got 104 on mine. I was like, this is crazy. That's no, nothing. Yeah, and that's, actually, so I mean, I'm not from Connecticut. Last time I was here, we were talking about that sort of why I'm, I decided to move here. And uh, I actually really like the Connecticut media landscape. I think there's kind of a lot of interesting things going on. So we're going to break up the show. We're going to talk about newspaper, radio, and digital today. Um, and <sighs> newspaper. Or print. News, magazines print. also. Okay, print. <laughs> Newspaper, uh, print, radio. Television. Television. And digital. digital. We're yep. going to talk, talk all four facets. We have four segments, so we're going to probably have to jam two of these into to yeah. one. We're going to talk a little real estate. We're always going to give away Martin's money, so we're going to try to give away some of Martin's money here at some point in the show, courtesy of uh, Service Station Equipment. But uh, you, had, you had it broke up. You wanted to start with... The newspaper, right? Yeah, but first I, I've prepared a little. So this is inspired by Nissa's tweet. I've prepared a an ode to the local journalist to Uh-oh. get us to get us. Are we starting with up. this? Yeah. yeah All yeah. right, let, let's do so, this. Let's, I, this is a Jason Sims ode. Yes. And, and let's start with that. And by the way, if you didn't see that last show, uh, you said it was what October? Yeah. Uh, or if you didn't listen, rather, to the last show we did with Jason, that can be found on Apple. It can be found on, on SoundCloud. Go to CT Real Estate Radio. That's the podcast. You can download that show. Uh, Jason tells the story of a millennial himself and his wife moving here to Connecticut. We did a couple months on on that topic, really, about you know th- all the, the positive that, that Connecticut really has. All right, go ahead. Give your ode, and then we're taking a break. And we'll come back and we'll dig into this topic. Oh, local journalist, be the scribe, broadcaster, or blogger, we salute you now in your time of need. Enshrined in our great constitution, thou art the champion of truth, both profound and trivial. We applaud thee thy tireless coverage of high school sports, thy endless patience for town meetings, Thy dogged pursuit of issues from transportation to environmental remediation that means so much to so many, yet without you to distill them would baffle and bore us blind. Indeed, we salute your helpful guides to eateries and music and the tedium therein compiling. More than ever, thine is a thankless task and a crucial one. So to your detractors, growing in their boldness, I say, Did your father not read the newspaper on weekend mornings? Did you not watch the morning news with your mother before school? When disaster strikes, do you not reach for your remote, your phone, your tablet and say, Inform me, kind journalist! Tell me what I need to know! Of course you do. And of course you remember that time soon after you got your first car, when it felt like the radio was speaking directly to you. It was. It was speaking to you, friend, because you are an American. Our country invented the free press, and damn it, we may not have perfected it yet. But that reporter, that producer, that anchor who lives on your block, whose kids go to school with yours, who comes to work every day for modest pay is doing his or her best. Because don't forget, no matter what the masthead says, no matter what station you're tuning into, the press works for you, friend, the American people. (laughs) 
the mics are on stage. missing out by not picking up a salad <laughs> from Valentino's before this show. Unbelievable. My boy Car- Carlos hooked it up real pretty. I just double-checked my text messages. I didn't get a note saying you were stopping. That's true. I thought maybe it, it yeah. didn't go through or something. Yeah, usually we stop <laughs> after the show, but... That's fine. <clears throat> Appreciate it. We've got Jason Sims on. He's been on before. If you want to check out the first show, go to CT uh, Real Estate Radio on either your Apple podcast or SoundCloud. You can download that show to look up Jason Sims. We've got him back on. We're going to talk the four big pillars. Well, I guess arguably the four big pillars. Print, radio, TV, and and digital, right? Is that that's what we're going to do? And we're going to jump right into print. Yeah, yeah, we'll do print, and then we'll do broadcast. So we'll lump radio and TV together. Perfect. Oh, oh, good. And, And if you... Miss the ode that Jason just gave, the top of the, is that what it is, an ode? An ode. An, an ode. ode to the local journalist. Um, to the local journalist, because I think what we're seeing on a national level, to Jason's point a little bit, I don't want to make his points, but you know, the national reporter is going to be much different than your local reporter. Right. Right. And, and, and that's kind of what we're going to focus on on this show. We're not, we're not talking politics. We say this a lot on Real Estate Radio. We're not talking about any politics no, here. No, 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 we are not. We're talking about media landscape. This is stuff that that we know about, so we're going to talk about that. We don't we don't know about politics, and and I think where a lot of people are getting into this whole, you know, political argument over reporting, you know, is starting certainly at at the uh, the top big major, exactly. you know, the CNNs of the world, and this kind of stuff. And it's actually a very small portion of journalists who cover national politics. Right. Yeah, you're talking CNN, you're talking Fox, you're talking, uh, you know, MSNBC, like these yeah. these. Right and and so I think disruption disruption to that part of re, uh, journalism reporting is a long time coming. Yeah, that's a whole other um, show. I mean, sure. that's a whole other thing, and that's not what we're talking about here. Th- those CNNs of the world deserve what they're getting right now because they had the market cornered for so long. They were the only show in town, and four white dudes got to decide what everybody listened to. Or, or read about. And that's not the case anymore. And let's dump, jump into first with the print, and, and you can make your points. That's Sure. You okay, know. Yeah, so, I mean, um, on the complete opposite of, of CNN, we have a ton of small daily papers in Connecticut. So we have, obviously, we have the Hartford Current, you know, uh, you know the New Haven Register, some big daily papers. But we also have, uh, you know, the Middletown Press, um, 
You know, we've got uh, you know the New London Day, obviously, right here. Great New London paper. Day, who, who I've beat um, up a lot on this show, I will <laughs> admit that. When we get to the digital segment, though, they're doing some cool stuff in that in that space. But uh, you know, we've got the Bulletin in Norwich. Um, I think they're going to have to get creative on the digital. I I would argue how how cool is stuff they're doing, but we can. That's a whole other debate. Yeah, yeah. And we got. I mean, there's the Journal Inquirer up uh, in, in kind of the northern. Uh, northeastern corner of the state in Manchester and a bunch of towns around there. So it, it, to me, it's really unusual. Um, you know, Norwich Bolton, did you mention the Bolton? Yeah, yeah, that's right here, Norwich Bolton. Um, he just threw the Bolton. He didn't give us the Bolton. Oh, he didn't yeah. the Bolton. Uh, so, I mean, most states, I think, don't have this many daily papers in a small area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very unusual that a paper like the Middletown Press can, you know, find a readership and keep going in this day and age. And, and, a big part of why that is is they do a really good job. I mean, the Middletown Press specifically has, you know, these really long front page stories that are these great features on people that you get to know. Um, that's kind of amazing. Like most states have a few daily papers. They don't. They don't have a, a daily paper with a circulation of like fourteen thousand or something. These like a smaller lot of these do. Yeah. operations. Well, I think so I some think, of it comes to, to relevance, right? I mean, yeah. like in a state as oddly secular as we are, for some reason, we all have the. The, the pockets tend to be very like we are we're very protective of where we, we have are. four towns within a town you know yeah, it's like, a, but, but people like, are very territorial yeah, exactly but it's very strange how like you know the Saybrooks of the world operate so independently from the New Londons and the Grottons and the Mystics and and none of them care about the other area segment so the papers the larger areas are stuck with where do we focus readership or where do we fo- which is where the Middletown presses the, mm. the, the, the the River Valley something or other exists exactly all these little like local rags that are showing up because they care and people pay attention to them. Yeah, I mean, um, so you, you live in Essex, I live in Deep River. We both get the Valley Courier yeah. just in the mail for free. We didn't sign up for it. It just comes. Yeah, and they won't stop um, no matter how much I ask them. <laughs> but that <laughs> is the... It just keeps going. So that is that's, the, that's their 45 cents they're losing. Not you know, I'm, I'm part of a theater group, and when we're putting out, you know, uh, info about our, our plays, that is, like, how you reach people in that yeah. area. Um, and it's everywhere you go. Any shop you walk into, it there's copies of it. Like, but here, I mean, because we're on the print issue, and we got so much other stuff sure. to jam in, I mean... I don't. I don't think it's sustainable. I'll just be honest with you. I don't think when we're talking about print, this right. formula in Connecticut is sustainable. Not because there aren't good uh, articles and, sure. and and good reporting being done in these newspapers. Um, I just don't think that's where the world's heading. So I, I think when we talk about print. I think there's certainly going to be brands out there. Does somebody, when I always say, on, and I've said it on the station a lot, that I 100% believe there's a very high likelihood that the New London Day will be bought for a dollar someday. The reason I say that is because unless they completely shift away from being a daily newspaper and become a daily something else... I don't think they're going to survive. And I and I say this because we're not going to consume. It's going to be nostalgic for some people to get a piece of paper dropped off at their house or picked up or whatever. Um, well, you may mention it but if, in if, your, if they in can't, if they yeah. exactly, and you, exactly, you nailed it. If they can't get creative to reach people through the devices that we're all living our lives through. Listen, in 10 years, the world's going to look dramatically different than it does today. The, the people that are consuming newspapers and listening to this station right here are going to be 10 years older. That's a fact that none of us can debate. Yeah, I mean, I think- and, that, and that world looks much different. And the content consumers that are eating up the majority of the content 
are in diapers right now. That's the other thing that that is is where you always forget. It's not the people from today forward, you know, and and up, eighteen year olds and up. When it's ten years forward, it's all those young folks that people are going to be marketing to, and and it's going to get. I just think on the next downturn, you are going to see what happened to the Boston Herald happen to a lot of newspapers in this country, like a lot. I don't think any of it speaks to the quality of the content of the journalism. Like that's no, kind no. of to your point. It's the I business ho- model. Exactly. Sure. I think to hover between like the distribution is is the part that's difficult and that's unsustainable. That's the part that's expensive. I'm not going to sit here um, and debate that the journalism isn't important. Of well, course it is. It's but, the business and the model. And the quality is there. Like they do a great job. I would say that this this business problem is actually making the journalism better in a lot of ways. I mean, in some ways it makes it worse because there's fewer journalists, but it forces these papers to differentiate. And the bet that they're all making is on hyper-localization. So if you, I mean, that's what the Valley Courier is doing. It's like, these stories in the Valley Courier are not anywhere else. No one else is covering Essex. So if you want to know about what's going on there, this is where you learn it. And so whether that's in print form or not, that's their bet is that these, and, and I think it, it says something about Connecticut that, that it works here with so many small papers, or, or it has worked for this long, and who knows how it will shape in the future. But, but let's use the Valley of Courier, though. Yeah. Let's use them as the example in, in what I'm talking about. They are, uh, how is all of their content consumed? Just so I'm 100% correct. Well, it's what online. I'm about to say. It's, a, it's online. On the, I think their website is Zip06. Uh, so it's not, not the greatest uh, URL ever, but, okay. uh, <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's there. And uh, I think mostly it's, it's consuming. Mean, the way I consume it is it arrives whether I want it to or not. And then here it is. So in my you're house. getting the hard copy <laughs> yeah. at your house. But, and, but that all 100% of the information in the hard copies on this website, Zip. I think so. Zip06. Yeah, zip um, 06. 06. Yep. 100% of the contents in. Um, Hard copy and on Zippo six, so you can as read. As far it. as I know, okay. Yeah. As far as we know, yeah, this is this is kind of let's assume that, that, that is definitely let's true. Let's just with assume the, that you know the be, Middletown Press or the New London Day or the, most of the papers have hundred. But New London Day is going to try to charge you for it. anyways. So let's assume that you can get on Zippo six the same stuff you can get on this on the Valley Courier. Big deal. In five to ten years, all the information being consumed, m- not all. A lot of information, especially by this demographic aging up, is going to be voice activated with different devices, whether that's just an extreme version of Amazon or whatever. So what I would say to the Valley Courier, what are you doing to have a podcast? Sure. What are you doing to start to start really interacting with tomorrow's Yeah, so when you say, devices. hey, Alexa, what's going on in uh, Essex, Chester, and Deep River this weekend? It says... This from the you know this the Valley from Courier. the Valley Courier. <laughs> this is what's going on now. The problem with that is, but this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be able to ask my device, "Oh my gosh, what's like in Guilford? What's going on on the green this weekend?" My device is going to spit it back. I'm not going to have to search on Zippo six net whatever the heck the thing is here, right? <laughs> like calendar. I'm not going to have to wait for them to give me uh, a magazine at my house, which I don't even pay attention personally. I don't pay attention to mail. I know a lot of people do. Um, it might be something like so when the, you ask Alexa, like, why is this under construction? How long is this roundabout going to be being built for? Maybe then it, it feeds you a story from well, the that's, local paper. It'll certainly know? feed you a story, but you're going to be getting fed your stories through this type of in- engagement, right? So so it, it, it may be the day. It may be the Valley Courier that is the brand behind being the most innovative and getting their information to the masses. It's just going to be in a much, much different way than it is today. I can't. I cannot um, 
bet on this more than I am. <laughs> that because and and because I just know for a fact, the people below the age group of us, you know, we're all millennial. Oh, Pat's not a millennial. They're not interested in a hard I mean, copy. There may not so there may not be an opportunity in the long term for these entities that exist now, but I think what is what exists and will never go away is in, is an interest in knowing what's going on around you. And so someone can make money debating, providing we're that debating a, con- a content versus distribution almost. Like that's almost right. Like it's two separate conversations obviously. Like yeah. uh, the content, the quality of I think a traditionally trained journalist who's able to write long form copy is is immense. Right. The trade-off, and it's, that's course, not going away. Exactly. The, the quality of that is, is incredible. The, the, the trade-off becomes, and Time Magazine for a while was actually really good at it on a mobile version, and it got eaten up alive. Is your attention span by demographic has changed way too dramatically because time is is of an essence. I I, I love to flip open a newspaper. I genuinely do. It literally takes me back to sitting at my kitchen table with my dad on the other end eating his dry Cheerios, which is the weirdest thing. But like, it's a thing that I, lo- but I don't have the time to sit there and do that. So it takes, do I get it, it takes you back. But that it, 10 year old Pat right now, he never saw dad flip open the newspaper. Yeah. He saw dad on his phone. But even as someone who has nostalgia for it, I don't do it. In don't 20 years, it's going to be, it's going to be super nostalgic to sit there in 20 years. Yeah. On an iPhone, to still look at like your phone. it's super nostalgic to yeah. sit there and play Sega Genesis if you had a Sega Genesis party yeah. or Nata- any of these things, right? We come back, we're getting into the next segment, uh, and which is going to cover radio. We're going to get into it? Yeah, Broadcast, yeah, TV and radio. TV and radio. The world's changing, my friends. Jason Sims is here today to tell you about it. Real Estate Radio, ninety four nine News Now, and stimulating talk. Next day gone, sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand, sometimes you turn your back to the wind. There's a world outside the Real Estate Radio, we're back, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. We've got Jason Sims in the house. Thank you for joining us again, Jason. Yeah, I wanted to make one more point. So we're, gonna, we're talking about local media today, and uh, I wanted to, we're going to move on to broadcast, but on, on the newspaper topic, you know, I think to tie it back to real estate, um, you know, I think the fact that these little towns all have their own community in Connecticut, um, that's related to the fact that we still have all these little papers that are, that are doing well. You know, I think um, in a lot of places, Guilford, for instance, would just be a suburb of New Haven, uh, mm. whereas here it's its own town and it has its own paper and you can read about what's going on in Guilford. Um, so, you know, I think that that's sort of a, a selling point for a lot of the towns here or, and or a reflection of their culture that they that they that there's enough interest in what's going on in those towns to support a publication. Um, yeah, I think I mean, I guess it can be definitely a selling feature, but it's certainly, uh, yeah, to your point, indicative of the culture. Uh, that is New England, which is very, very different from, I agree, from from the rest of the country. Um, newspapers, last topic, you know, last segment, I, I kind of, you know, we kind of got off pace there as opposed to talking about the reporting more so. The industry. Um, the industry as a whole. Oh, a I, and if you've listened to the show, you know I'm just not bullish on, on that part of the industry, especially when the economy pulls back. But um, we're going to be switching now to... Uh, TV and radio. Yeah. Right. And another one I've talked a lot about and 
And I'm, I'm happy to dig into that. Before we go right there, we had a trivia question, right? Yes. So Tying he, back to the newspaper. To finish off the newspaper question. stuff. Um, the Hartford Current, the largest paper in Connecticut, has a claim to fame of some kind uh, relating to its longevity. Can you can you give us that claim to fame? What is it? So the Hartford Current's claim to fame, 860-464-9490, is the phone number, 860-464-9490. If you can give us the Hartford Current's claim to fame regarding longevity, we will give you a gift card to Oleo's in Groton, uh, Oleo's restaurant, and that gift card is courtesy of Service Station Equipment, Irish Springs Pool Wata. The so I had, H to, I had the two, to look to the O. I had no choice because we were off air talking. We should have like we should put seats by the way in the other studios so people can watch us. Oh, we could sell air. live seats. Like, is John Fuller gonna want a rip of that if we sell live seats in his studio space? I think it'd be. We got the two windows here. It's fine. Maybe we just won't tell him about it. Yeah, get a scaffolding outside and then. But so I wanted to look, right? So we were talking about the kind of the demographics in, in the state of Connecticut. So Demo- Connecticut's an old state, like by by kind of on average. Yeah. So talk about where the changes are. So we pulled up. It's 40.9 is the median age of Connecticut. So call it 41. Um, that's fine. So the rest of New England is very similar. I just kind of picked through them real quick. Hit a place like California. California, A. 36.4. The average age in California is almost six years younger. That is pretty That is pretty nuts. For a way bigger state. We got somebody that wants to play? Nice. All right. Let's roll, Chris. Let's roll. Let's roll right into this call. We got Charles from Mystic. How you doing, Charles? Excellent. And you? I'm doing great. Charles, are you calling to answer the question? I am, sir. All right. What do you got? It is the nation's longest continuously published newspaper. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. That's hey, correct. Do you, do you uh, subscribe to The Current? I do not. Did, were, did you at one time? One time ago, sure. What do you subscribe to now for newspapers? Nothing. I get everything online. All right. All right, Charles. Appreciate you playing. Uh, you know the boys and girls at Service Station Equipment, Irish Spring Pool Water? Yeah. All right. Well, they're lining you up with a gift card to Oleo's Restaurant. Stay on the line. Chris is going to get you all squared away. Perfect. Thank you. All right, Charles. That's Have a great. Day. Yeah, I mean, The Current was established in 1764. It's been going for 254 years. So uh, Older than the country. Older than the country. So they actually yeah. had that the would be my s- we're a country. Like, they actually yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. My slogan would be, I'm older than the damn country. That, <laughs> that would be my, if I if I get the opportunity to buy the Hartford Current someday, that'll be my sl- new slogan. <laughs> nice. You know? George Washington used to subscribe. Like, something like a long... Right. But, you yeah. know, the current, I mean, I you can plug in any newspaper. I always pick on the day because they're local. You could plug, I, I don't mind. I'll plug in Hartford Current into that statement. They could potentially sell for a dollar someday. The, when the Boston Herald basically it's sold... It's up to them. It's up to them. How do they, how do they meet how do, the challenges of the day? The Boston know? Herald sold for basically nothing. A dollar. You know, it was it was, it was was literally like two million bucks or something. Yeah, it, it, was, it was like, it was like something absurd. any average millionaire could have picked up the damn paper for. They picked it up for brand. They said, okay, I'm sure. going to take the Boston Herald name, and I'm actually going to do something with it, right? Exactly. A lot of great, going back to our whole general point here, a lot of great reporting and reporters were at the Herald, I'm sure. Totally. A lot of bad ones, too, because you had so many of them. Well, that's but. good. I mean, if someone wants to buy it and do something with it, if it's not succeeding on its own, then great. Let's let's yeah. have let's have people steward these brands into the future. That's, that sounds good. And Whether it's the people that, who own them now or new people. And yeah. maintain, like you said, like that quality of the content. That's because... If you fail on a distribution standpoint, I don't care how great your like 
that they exactly. have the day could have amazing content on their website. Dude, I, I always, have no idea because it pops up every third Pat, time I look at it and they want three bucks. This is the best point of all time. I, I bring this back to real estate all the time. No, no, I, I always talk about you can have an amazing property. Nobody knows about it, it doesn't matter. The New York Times bestsellers aren't the, necessarily the best authors in this country, By any in means. this world. Right. The New York Times bestsellers are the best marketers. 100%. And, and that's going to go, it's going to come down to everything, right? Like you're going to have a certain segment of the population that are very romantic or that are very educated or that are very whatever that are reading certain niche publications. But you're also going to have a large percentage of people that are going to get their information from whoever the best marketer is out there and whoever has the best distribution channel and certainly in the future, the most frictionless. Yeah, placement is, is vastly more important than content. If you're where I am, oh my God. then you win. A hundred percent. Why do you think clickbait works? And so that's where like, I think where, where Jason's coming in and saying, listen, there's so much good information that's out there though that is overlooked when, when you start to read headlines and, and major headlines, and, and right? I mean, that, that's really where you're going with this? Yeah, I mean, there's so much rich local journalism happening here. You know, if you, if you, yeah, if you want to know about the prominent members of your small Connecticut community, someone is probably doing that work for you. So, that someone, though, really needs to understand that if they don't understand distribution, it doesn't matter how good your stuff is. That's so hard because it's usually different people, you know? Like the, understand the journalists that. aren't I get the it. ones who are marketing. But, but the, so but so the journalist is gonna say, Okay, not my job. Yeah, yep. well if you rely on some big company that doesn't understand it and slide in any of the names, day, current, whoever you wanna say. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Let's just whatever. If you're going to rely on them as the journalists, but then you're pissed that your information's your the true, real information that you worked so hard and all this stuff for is not getting out there, well, shame on you. You should have learned the distribution side. Yeah, I mean, there's something to that. I mean, I, I, there's also something to just being a pure reporter. Like that, you your master is the truth. It's not sales, you okay. know. And then you have someone else sell it. I mean, that's been the model for a long time. And can it translate to the future? I hope so. I mean, I just think it's. There's I a, think in now it, more than ever it can, Jason. It only because, takes two people. Like you could be the marketer and I'll write the content if you want to start a newspaper. But you know now I mean? more, <laughs> now more than ever, now more than ever, if your content's good enough and you're putting it out right. online, that's true. Somebody's gonna pick it up. So. You know, if your content's good enough and you just say, I have no resources except a phone, but I write a seven paragraph article on my personal Facebook page every single day, if that content's good enough, you're doing the daily Jason drop. If that's good enough, you are paying for no distribution. People are going to share that. Well, I that's think true. that's so that's so right. So. Now, obviously, we've gone from print, sort of, kind of come back, but we're... We're, we're going to go back I'm, into radio. we got to get into I'm gonna that. I'm going to start dragging yeah. us forward into radio. Cool. But the same idea, right? So, like, the, the means of distribution, again, the quality, like you said, listen, By, uh, to Byron's point, everybody has a studio in their pocket. We all do. Whether it's Anchor for sound, it's Instagram TV, YouTube, Facebook Live. There's a bajillion different ways to distribute content for literally nothing. If you're, unless you're writing written content or written copy, unless you're already writing it in, like, Quill... Uh, you already have a digital content, a digital version of it. You can then stream that forward so easily. So going into like radio, like we do now, and and broadcast television. Um, back to your point of four old white guys used to control the universe in terms of news distribution. The same news anchors, minus like maybe the sports guy and the weather guy from when I was a junior in high school, are still on TV now. Now yeah, they're still on local are. television. Yeah, yeah, and like. Because I think a lot of our generation is has gone 
I'm never going to do that because I'm not going to be at the station for 30 years to become this this anchor. Or they just don't care because the musicians would change. But I think the quality of the people that because they're a lot of those people are not necessarily pure journalists anymore. They're they're presenters. There are some really good anchors in Connecticut that are our age though. You know, like uh, uh, Amanda Rouse at um, Fox 61 comes to mind. Uh, we got. Uh, Laura Hutchinson, WTNH. They're both like roughly our age and really, really talented interviewers um, who do the morning shows there. So th- there are folks coming up in it, and who knows? Yeah, we'll see if they're be interesting to see if they're looking into the future and if they're still in those jobs in, in thirty that, years if or, con- or what. If that media even exists at that point, if that distribution means the distribution even exists in its form. I mean, if, <clears throat> Fox sixty one is an <laughs> they're in another vulnerable position. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just. What's helped them, though, is, is is automation. So if you go to these studios and you see what they're doing, the cameras are all moving around automatically. It's amazing mm-hmm. yeah. how much they do with so few They've people. got great equipment. Yeah. So just like the studio here, you're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everything moves around. All automated. <laughs> this studio, my God. Yeah, we got we got two or three, like, you know, robot dollies in here. You guys can't <laughs> see because it's, it's awesome. It's actually pretty impressive. It's just so we can watch ourselves. <laughs> We're actually doing this all VR. Chris, someday you will definitely be a robot. Not you personally, <laughs> but definitely... The break setter. And we're about to go to break. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now Stimulating Talk. We're disrupting maybe some things you've thought about. But uh, we're going to come back, wrap this whole thing up with Jason Sims. Stay with us. Radio, we are back. We're talking print. We're gonna wrap up TV radio here. Uh, we're gonna jump into digital. We've got Jason Sims, he's a PR guy on the show. Really interesting insight, some pretty good conversation up to this point. Let's wrap up. Uh, any TV radio points you'd like to make, Jason? I'd like to make well, I mean, I think that, uh, that we actually have all four TV networks here doing a really good job. Um, when it when you look around at, at you know, I, I work with clients um, all around the country with different local TV markets, and uh, ours is really good. It's they're really good about getting things that are valuable happening in the community on the air. And not every market has that space. A lot of a lot of markets, TV is purely like who got murdered today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But but we and, and of course that that's you know something that gets covered. But. Um, this common household item can kill you. Tune back into the list. Exactly, exactly. Dude, it's so, we, what happens if I die before 11? But it's also like, here's a nonprofit that a local person started and the difference it's making in the community. And it's like, wow, that's a great thing that's happening on our Absolutely. local news. And the, like, television news is clickbait. What, what's always <laughs> so funny to me is when I'm in Florida and they spend so much time on the weather. I'm like, dude, it's the same every day. It's 90 <laughs> and sunny. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to, don't even talk about the weather. It's Take that out. Nice. Don't like, talk just about move it. On. It's not relevant. Uh, same goes for our, our NPR station. I mean, we have WNPR. It's a pretty cool call letters, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they do a really good job with their local shows. I mean, most local uh, NPR stations maybe have. Um, you know, one local show. We have two really strong ones. I think um, this one that 94.9. I think Lee Elsie uh, in the mornings from six to ten, he does a really good job on on a. Sh- I mean, listen, most of the people on this station are leaning right. 
for certain, right? And and Lee does a really good job of not really leaning either way. He has a, a conversation going on his show, which I think in the political world, because when you really talk about reporting and journalism, it always comes back to it. it it's going to yeah. come back to politics at some point, right? Like we all get that. Um, and he does a really good job of letting people have a conversation. Hmm. And I think that's where, you know, when you, you know, there is, that's a difference, right? Between having a conversation and reporting, I get it. And they're having that conversation around what's being reported. And I, and I, that's what I ultimately like about, you know, the fact that, cause we're going to wrap up TV and, and radio here now is, is that the message in 2018 and in the future isn't just controlled by journalists because because I think that's a scary place and I think that I think that yeah when you give everybody a voice it can get scary at times obviously you know Twitter and these types of things but the conversation is going to trump that because overall the people uh, human beings are just are, are good people right like human beings are good and overall there's going to be enough good conversation happening uh, around all these topics that that are being reported on yeah. that I think wins out in the in the landscape that we're in now where everybody can chime in on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. And I think our local broadcast media does a really good job of, of holding that space for a conversation without yeah. being biased. It's really amazing. I mean, like I'll have, um, you know, clients maybe with a, a left-leaning bias and they're going to go on Fox 61 and they're like, oh, is this Fox News? And it's like, no, it's no, like Fox 61 and Fox, Fox News are 60, not the exactly. same thing. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. What, people, so many people think that. It's ridiculous. Fox yeah. 61 is a local... Absolutely. They're, they're local news. You and know what I mean? Their viewership probably does skew more conservative than the other stations, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know by, by watching it. They're it's not a, taking yeah. uh, that. Fox 61 is definitely not taking a totally. political it's stance. It's super hard to politicize like the water skiing squirrel videos. Like, yeah. Like, that's, it's okay. Like it's okay. That's, he's not a Trump supporter or otherwise. Like it's okay. It, yeah. So I agree with you. People, people that are misinformed are misinformed, right? Like they're just not doing their homework. Um, and when I talk about newspapers and stuff, I don't deny that there's great reporting going on. I just, I just deny the business model. I don't believe in it right now. Well, we're gonna, let's talk to someone who's, who's jumping into that to that field. So we've got we've got Nissa Cruz on the phone. She is a intern uh, at the Hartford Current, um, and she uh, the day of the uh, shooting at the Annapolis uh, Capital Gazette wrote a, a tweet that kind of went viral, um, kind of describing what she does. And so, uh, Nissa, are you there on the line? Yeah. Hi. Hey. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so we we're wondering if, if if you could kind of read your tweet and then we'll we'll just uh, chat with you a little bit. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um, reading about the shooting at the Capitol Gazette is getting. I start crying every time, not just because the loss of life is tragic, but also because it makes me feel like no one understands what journalists do and who we are. So I'm going to try to explain. Uh, I work at the Hartford Current right now, and in the past six weeks, I've covered six graduations, a zone and planning board meeting, a high schooler designing a 3D-printed guitar, a new restaurant, interviewed survivors of Hurricane Maria, and more. My coworkers have written about homicides in Hartford, substandard downtown housing, a woman who had a personal relationship with Fred Rogers, excessive meal bills by public officials, and the Travelers' Championship. We don't make a lot of money. I make less than when I was a nanny and work long hours. In the past few days, I've technically worked 18 hours. So we care about you and your community, and we want you to know what's going on. The pursuit is somewhat altruistic, but not entirely. We love this job. I get to meet people on the best days of their lives and the worst days of their lives, and I essentially get paid to be curious and empathetic. And it's also not altruistic because we're members of the communities we cover. We're behind you in line at the grocery store, beside you in the pew, in front of you that stands at Little League Gate, 
We're just normal people, and the news matters to us as much as you. And I know we're imperfect. Sometimes we have bias. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we don't live up to the ideals of what we do. But those ideals are so perfect and so beautiful. To comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. To give people the information they need to live. To teach you something you didn't know. And yes, to challenge your beliefs. If you don't understand journalism, please ask. I'm ready to tell you about what I do, and I know most of my colleagues will too. Please also know that no matter what, we're not the enemy. We care about you, and we're always ready to listen. If you made it this far, thank you. I know this is just shouting into the void, but maybe someone will get something out of it. Keep those at the Capitol Gazette and their families and your thoughts and prayers. I know I will. Awesome. Thank you so much. I mean, I think that really captured that was cool. thank you. Um, something that you know, was kind of missed, uh, in, in this conversation in general on that day in particular, which is like, what is the daily life like for journalists, like the ones, uh, who were killed? Um, and and so what was the, what was the environment like that day at the Hartford Current? Uh, so that was actually a really odd day of work for me. I went to work at six 30 in the morning. Um, so I got off really early. Um, so I actually wasn't in the newsroom. It all happened. I was asleep. Um, I went home and I was so tired, I took a nap, and then I woke up and I saw all this. And that's part of the reason I think it was so upsetting for me was because I felt like all this had happened and I hadn't even known about it. And I just, like, saw it and on Twitter, and I just was, like, just really, uh, really obviously upset and jarred. Um, and then we got an email that night from one of our editors, Elaine, um, who had just promised to stop sending mass emails. <laughs> and she was like, well, I thought I was done, but... Um, you know, if you need anything, like, feel free to call me. And she gave us, like, her cell phone, which most of us already have, but also her home phone, um, and just told us to, like, call her and if we needed any sort of, you know, and was it a, about it. Did it make you a little nervous going into work the next day? You know, it really didn't. Um, I mean, we're really lucky at the Hartford Current. We do have security. Um, we have secured entrances. Um, and they actually, because uh, Capital Gazette is a sister paper to us, uh, they actually had extra security the next day, and they've had extra security, I think, ever since. Um, but other, like, even without the security, I do recognize that, like, this is an anomaly, and like, I don't, I don't feel afraid, and I don't think that. Um, I mean, I certainly hope this won't happen again. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you're a student at Indiana University, and um, tell us about how you picked to to go into the field of journalism. Wow. Okay. So I've been doing journalism a long time. I actually got to write my first story in eighth grade. I was really lucky. I went to a middle school that had a journalism program, and then I did it all throughout high school. And I'd always liked to write. And then I realized I was not very good at creative writing. Gotcha. Sporting. Oh, oh I think we're losing you. I'm sorry. There you go. Oh, you were cutting out there. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I had this one grade in high school where I got to talk to this kid who had been, he, I grew up in Texas, and he had grown up in small town Texas. He was, like, bully because he was gay. And this was back before, like, gay marriage and stuff, so that was a lot more, um, it was a lot more sort of salient to be talking about discrimination against gay people. I mean, it still is, but it was even more back then. And so I got to write the story, and I was like, man, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to talk to people. I want to hear their stories. And, like, you know, it's just uh, a really set in that that's what I wanted to do. Got it. And so what do you think about the state of the industry and this sort of stuff we've been talking about? Like, what do you, what do you think uh, things are going business-wise with uh, media? And, and sort of what are some of the most exciting things that you've seen in terms of, like, the digital transition that, that you're looking ahead to? 
Yeah, so obviously newspapers are struggling, um, which is really hard because I, I like believe in newspapers and I believe in the mission and I think that they do really important work. Um, but as far as things that are exciting, like I think there's tons of digital media that's really exciting, um, tons of nonprofit investigative media that's really exciting, you know, stuff like uh, ProPublica and things like that. Um, and, you know, I think, I think, you know, obviously a lot of newspapers have gone under, but I think that the really bigger ones will eventually find their way. Um, we're facing the same struggle, actually, at my student newspaper, and what we're doing right now is learning to diversify and not just have an ad revenue-based model because that clearly isn't viable anymore. Um, so I think newspapers can figure out how to diversify their revenue, which there's totally ways to do it. I just think a lot of newspapers haven't thought that far. Um, then I think that, you know, the ones that still exist, the big ones, especially and what do you think about podcasts from newspapers? Like, I, I got to give, we didn't get a chance to get this in earlier, so I got to give the New London Days Case Unsolved podcast a shout out because it's some very cool, very local true crime that I haven't seen any other paper do something like that that's that small. But um, are you interested in, in sort of branching out to other types of media from the newspaper platform? Yeah. So I actually did audio for a little while. I, did, I was in a podcast um, club at my school, and I personally love listening to podcasts. I love audio. I love, you know, NPR and local affiliates. Um, but I personally don't like producing it just because I hate editing. It's very labor intensive. Um, but I think that on the one hand, there's like a glut of podcasts. And I wonder if sort of the podcast bubble will burst or if it already has. But on the other hand, I think that, you know, a lot of podcasts are able to tell stories with depth and intimacy in a way that other formats can't. And, and conversation. And conversation, right? That doesn't happen in too many places. All right. Thank you so, so much for joining us in the last segment. For Pat, for Jason, this is Byron, and you are listening to Real Estate Radio. We're live every Saturday at 11, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. Have a good weekend.